0: we gave my respect was, the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an M.E. in that mother... <laughs> it is the Random Podcast with me, Tony Scott. Thank you so much for... Listening, downloading, sharing, telling people about the podcast. A lot of ground to cover today. It was Monday where it was tough. That Kobe and Gianna Bryant's memorial at the Staples Center was very tough. Hearing Vanessa Bryant speak was heart-wrenching. You felt so bad for Vanessa that you... I mean, you can never imagine feeling that kind of pain, but you you almost felt what she was feeling, right? And when she said... God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi, and I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love and miss you, Boo-Boo and Gigi. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. Whoa, man, that's, that's tough. It's hard to hear. You know, you're never supposed to bury your children. But when you have to bury a child and your spouse, your best friend, the love of your life, that's not easy on any level at all. But lots of people did speak. Uh, Kobe's agent, who also was Gianna's godfather, spoke. And said some very nice things. Uh, Magic Johnson. Jimmy Kimmel was kind of like the MC slash host of the memorial. And there were performances. Alicia Keys played the uh, piano, the uh, concerto, that apparently Kobe learned by ear to play for his Vanessa for, I think, a Valentine's Day gift or something. Did he just learn, learn it by ear? Why? Because he's Kobe Bryant. He can do those kinds of things. Beyonce performed a couple of songs. Now, where is Beyoncé banned photographers from taking pictures of her singing at the memorial? The editors from the Associated Press, Getty Images, and professional photographers were banned from getting pictures of Beyoncé and Kobe's three daughters. The source told Page Six, it is so offensive to Kobe's family and the fans. Beyoncé is so controlling of her image, she usually only allows approved selected images of her to be released, so no photographers at the Kobe memorial were allowed to take her picture. Well, how do you know she put the ban in? How do you know it wasn't just done by the Staples Center? I mean, I'm not saying that she she banned them, but I mean, just to make that jump, just because someone tells you that you're banned from taking that person's picture doesn't mean that person, you know, put that in effect. Is it highly likely? Well, yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl performance in 2013, her publicist reportedly asked BuzzFeed to remove unflattering pictures in its post that's now titled The Unflattering Photos Beyonce's Publicist Doesn't Want You to See. (laughs) That's, that's not cool at all. You can't jump to those kinds of uh, conclusions. You know, people are mad because Kobe Bryant's parents, Joe and Pam Bryant, did not speak at the memorial. But how do you know that they wanted to speak? Maybe they didn't want to speak. Maybe it was too much. Have you ever spoken at a loved one's funeral? I spoke at my dad's funeral. That's not easy. My wife says the hardest thing she ever had to do was speak at her mother's funeral. May they both rest in peace. But fans want social media. One fan posted such a sad day for so many, yet my whole heart aches for Pam Bryant and Joe Bryant, Kobe's parents, who are present at the Staples Center but have not been acknowledged by anyone. They are his parents. Someone else posted they love the Kobe farewell but had to have Kobe's parents and siblings not mentioned. Kobe did not get here via immaculate conception. Before Kobe was Kobe, he was Joe Bryant's son, the first to introduce him to the game. He was Pam Bryant's son, his first love of a woman. He was a brother. Another fan says it would be a shame before God if they excluded Kobe's parents from speaking at the services today. I don't care what happened. That would be cold. Never forget. Do the right thing, period. Well, but you know what? They were there. They were invited by Vanessa Bryant to come, and maybe they didn't want to speak. How do you know that they got shut down like that? They were acknowledged. Shaq mentioned them from the podium. Magic Johnson gave uh, Pam Bryant a huge hug. Derek Fisher also gave Joe a very warm greeting at the Staples Center. So that's, that's not very accurate. You wanted to hear them speak. And like I said, maybe they didn't want to speak. Michael Jordan. I never knew Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were that close. And it was tough for Michael Jordan, who isn't the greatest public speaker. Let's just keep it real. His public speaking skills have never matched his basketball skills. But then whose would? But he spoke from the heart. And as far as I was concerned, that was, that was everything. I took great pride, as I got to know Kobe Bryant. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next. <laughs> 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 yeah, that Michael Jordan meme. And now there's going to be another one because he was crying at this memorial service. I just can't believe that they're gone. I still can't believe Kobe's gone and his little baby girl. Now, Vanessa Bryant is suing the helicopter company. She is claiming all kinds of shenanigans, things that went wrong, things that just wasn't right. And she wants answers. Will she get them? That's the question. The lawsuit against Island Express alleges they were only allowed to fly under visual flight rules and the conditions the day of the crash were not conducive to that kind of flying. The lawsuit also says the pilot was going 180 miles per hour in the heavy fog and a steep decline in the moments before it crashed in Calabasas, California. The lawsuit also says the pilot failed to properly monitor and assess the weather prior to takeoff, failed to obtain proper weather data prior to the flight, failed to abort the flight when he knew of the cloudy conditions, failed to maintain control of the helicopter and failed to avoid, quote, natural obstacles in the flight path. Doesn't say how much money they're asking for, but the helicopter company is only insured for 50 million dollars. They say the lawsuits, and there are going to be a ton of lawsuits, is going to put them out. And they say that, you know, 50 million experts say for a helicopter company is kind of low. They're saying it should have been closer to like 100 million. What's the monthly payment on that, though? And I would imagine for Vanessa, it's not about the money. It's about accountability. She's got all the money she's ever going to need. Steven Spielberg's daughter apparently has decided to make porn movies. I like the D. Now stop. Stop. Just stop. Michaela Spielberg is 23 She's been producing her own porn videos, which she stars in solo because she says, I'm not going to do a movie with someone else because she's engaged. I like the D. Will you stop that? Now, Kate Capshaw and Steven Spielberg adopted Michaela Spielberg when she was a baby. And she says they're fine with what she's chosen to do. They say that they're intrigued. And she says they were not upset. She told them via FaceTime. Wouldn't you? I got really tired of not being able to capitalize on my body. And frankly, I got really tired of being told to hate on my body. I got tired of working day to day in a way that just wasn't satisfying my soul. I feel like doing this kind of work, I'm able to satisfy other people. But that feels good because it's not in a way that makes me feel violated. I'm doing this because I want to honor my body in a way that's lucrative. But then I read uh, somewhere today that Steven Spielberg is shocked and disappointed that his daughter has decided to take on the, the adult film industry and do some solo porn videos. Question is, why? I like the D. Well, remember when Lawrence Fishburne's daughter got into porn? She's not doing that anymore, is she? And his one of his reactions was, nobody uses her real name in porn. Who does that? <laughs> well, apparently your daughter did. And I'm sorry. That's awful. Aretha Franklin uh, let it be known when she was alive, there was no way it was going to happen. No amount of money that could make her perform at Donald Trump's inauguration. You know, she performed for President Obama in 2009. And after Trump won the presidency, he had his people reach out to Aretha to perform at the inauguration. You know, Trump had referred to Aretha as a dear friend in the past. But then there was that video where he says, Aretha Franklin worked for me from time to time. That ain't cool. But they came with the angle to Aretha as an opportunity to bridge the strain the election caused in this country. But in the book... Sinking in the Swamp, How Trump's Minions and Misfits poison Washington. The authors of the book make claims, says, in the year and a half before she passed away, Aretha Franklin would reportedly call Donald Trump despicable and even reportedly a huge piece of <laughs> doo-doo. Not surprised. Who's surprised by the fact that Aretha Franklin was not a Trump fan? So the Mission Impossible 7 sequel has been halted in Italy over the coronavirus. They're holding everything up out of an abundance of caution for the safety and well-being of our cast and crew, according to Paramount. You know, I was reading there's a possibility that we may not have the Olympics this summer if this thing isn't, like, corralled by, I think, May is what I read. They may, like, cancel the Olympics. The president says the coronavirus in this country is is under control. How does he know that? He doesn't know that. You know, the funny thing is he'll say so many things, and yet his base... I mean, he's like the Pied Piper. They will follow him into the bowels of hell and believe anything this man says, which is really amazing to me that there are people who are that, what's the word? Oh, I know, stupid. Did you watch the fight this weekend, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? Deontay Wilder went in there as the WBC champion, but he's not anymore. It was the first loss of his career, and there was a clause in his contract where he can exercise a rematch, and he says he's going to do that. It was a seventh-round TKO. Mark Breland is his trainer. Mark Breland threw in the towel. In boxing, when you throw the towel in the ring, that means you quit. Your side is saying, nah, no mas. Now, Deontay Wilder says before the match, he knew there was going to be a problem with his legs because of the costume he wore into the ring. It weighed 40 pounds, actually more than 40 pounds. He says, we had it on 10 or 15 minutes before we even walked out and then put the helmet on. That was more weight. than the ring walk, then going up the stairs, it was a workout for my legs. When I took it off, I knew immediately that game has changed. He did not agree with Mark Breland stopping the fight. In fact, some reports say that he fired Mark Breland. I am upset with Mark for the simple fact that we've talked about this many times. And it's not emotional. It's not an emotional thing. It's a principle thing. He says he's a warrior. There's no way he would ever throw in the towel. He felt like he was still in the fight. I think other people would disagree. And what was the deal with Tyson Fury licking blood off of Deontay Wilder's was it his shoulder or something like that? Who does that? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here, man? I want to know. What the hell's going on with that? That's stupid. Hey, Selena Johnson, R&B singer, puts on a great show. One of the hostesses, is that the right word? A co-host of Sister Circle, and recently got into, like, bodybuilding or something, and she looks fantastic. She says that uh, fans should still enjoy R. Kelly's music, even with the accusations. She said, keep listening to his music without feeling bad about it. She told Page Six, I don't think people should find themselves responsible for his actions because they love his music. During that time when you heard that music, you were in a pure place where you received something lyrically that inspired and motivated you. Hold on to that. That's not your fault that he created this. So if we can't listen to R. Kelly's music, then we can't watch another Harvey Weinstein movie. We can't watch none of Bill Cosby shows. God created these people. They are still created by the Lord. He also designed them to put those good things in the world, whether they are attached to those terrible things. That's not our responsibility. Well, Selena respectfully, I'm not going to say I disagree, but I need to point out that our Kelly's crimes, alleged crimes are against minors taking nothing away from what Harvey Weinstein did and what Bill Cosby allegedly did. Those were grown women. There's a little bit of a difference there. I'm going to go out on that limb And for a lot of people, that's a problem. Thoughts and prayers out to Shamar Moore. His mother passed away. Marilyn Joan Wilson Moore, my mother, best friend, and partner in crime, passed away February 8th. I miss her more than I ever thought possible. I don't know how to do this life without her, but I get my strength from her, and I will be okay because of her. Mama, here come that man. What I do from this day forward is for you. His mom was 76 years old. And B. Smith passed away. Barbara Smith She was 70 years old. B. Smith was a model, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, and a TV host. She passed away from early-onset Alzheimer's disease. She died uh, this past Saturday night at her home that she shared with her husband, Dan Gatsby. And at one point, don't know if it's current, with his girlfriend. Remember that? That happened last year. Dan Gatsby, her husband, revealed that he shared his home with his girlfriend and B. Smith. They were both in the house, and he says his girlfriend was helping to take care of B. Smith, and B. Smith wouldn't have a problem with that and did not have a problem with that. B. Smith had been in hospice uh, recently and, uh, like, again, again, passed away this past Saturday. If you wanted to order Erica Badu's incense that smells like her vajaggle, v- you're going to have to wait a little while because it sold out. It went on the Badu World Market last Thursday, and in just hours it was gone, sold out. Because people apparently want that scent. I don't want that scent. and I love Erica Badu, but I don't need that in my life. I don't want to come home to that. (laughs) In context, there's nothing wrong with the smell. But out of context, no. Nah, we're not going to do that. 50 Cent's being dragged for sharing a meme about R. Kelly and Dwayne Wade. 50 shared this meme on Sunday. It was an image of Dwayne Wade and R. Kelly during New York Fashion Week four years ago. And then over R. Kelly's a talk bubble that says, Heard, you had a daughter now, while the talk bubble above Dwayne Wade says, You touch her, I'll kill you. And he's been getting dragged forward for being insensitive. Who's surprised by that? I mean, really, who's surprised? <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad that we've come to expect that from 50 Cent. Harvey Weinstein is guilty of two of the five charges he's faced in his New York City criminal trial. But he was found not guilty on the charges that could have put him away for life. They found him guilty of first-degree criminal sexual act and third-degree rape. Now, he could get 25 years in prison just for the criminal sexual act. But the jury says, nah, not guilty on two counts of predatory sexual assault. That carried a possible life sentence. He also was acquitted of first-degree rape. The jury of seven men, five women, reached their verdict after five days and about 22 hours of deliberations. He was remanded into custody following the announcement of the verdicts. They say he started having heart palpitations and they took him to the hospital. But I think his lawyers were like, hey, we need to keep him in the hospital. And the judge was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. We'll be there. Be anything. Else? I don't know where Harvey Weinstein, he might be in the hospital. I don't Maybe they put him in there later. I don't know. But his lawyers are going to appeal and they say this is not over. Now, keep in mind, this is just the New York City case. There's still the cases in Los Angeles that he has to face. So if he gets 25 years, I doubt if he gets that. But if he got 25 years, he's got that. And then he's got to go on trial in Los Angeles, like R. Kelly, right? R. Kelly's got the Chicago problem. He's got the New York problem. And he's got a Minnesota problem, too, in case you forgot. So whatever happens with R. Kelly, he's going to have to go through this three times. So Jada Pinkett Smith had Snoop Dogg on the Red Table Talk on her on Facebook, her TV show on Facebook. Can you call it a TV show? It's on Facebook. It's not actually a TV. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? She spoke to him about his comments about Gail King. They had everybody going, what in the hell's going on? And she says it hurt her. When you first came out and you said what you said, you know, in regards to Gail, my heart dropped. I felt like not only were you talking to Gail, but you were talking to me. I was like, oh, no, Snoop has now taken his power flow away from me, away from Willow, away from my mother. Mm -mm. Right. I was like, oh. If this is what's happening, I was like, not Snoop. Right. Right? And so that's one of the reasons why I felt like I really wanted to have the conversation with you in the the spirit of healing. Now, a lot of people were outraged with Jada Pinkett Smith saying, you know what, this isn't even your fight. What you getting hurt for? What your feelings hurt for? So a lot of comments from guys about that. But guys, first of all, you're not a woman. So you don't know what it's like to be called a bitch. And a hoe and whatever else Snoop called Gail King. You don't know what that's like to constantly be referred to that. It hurts. Some women say, hey, you know what? It wasn't that, it wasn't your fight, Jada. Technically, maybe not, but it still hurt her. She still has a right to speak out. She still has a right to confront Snoop. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come on the show. You think she was going he was going to come on Red Table Talk on that day to talk about weed or Martha Stewart or hip hop or anything like that? No. This was going to be on the red table, and they talked about it. Now, he's apologized, and I think that should have been enough, but if Jada wanted to address it with Snoop on her show and he was willing to do it, then where's your where's your argument? It hurt her. She felt it. I didn't like it. No one cares what I think. I got three daughters. Do I want any of them to call that word? No. By the way, do you ever wonder where certain words come from? Like, how did the word whole become associated with what, a loose woman, whatever that is, a woman of leisure, (laughs) as uh, who was that, Uh, Keisha Cole's mom referred to herself, where'd that come from, is it from a Latin word, I, I I don't, I have no idea, I was wondering about that though, how do certain words, how do they get their meaning, sometimes it's derived from a word, sometimes it's derived from a word from another country, another language, and sometimes we just make it up, do you think the word ho is actually like Latin, or German, and I'll be real honest with you, you probably don't even care, which is fine. Top 10 common reasons why married couples argue. Top 10, not showing enough affection, lack of communication, someone not paying enough attention to the other, not feeling appreciated, feelings, jealousy, talking to an ex, being possessive, past relationships, and whose friends you're spending more time with. Now, what didn't make the list was chores. That was in 12th place. 13th, who does more work? 17th is frequency of sex. You know, I thought that would have been higher, to be quite honest. 18th is what sexual acts to do. (laughs) I ain't into that. I don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to do what I, you know, if someone doesn't want to do what I want to do, we ain't doing it. Because if you're not putting your heart into it, (laughs) that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? I sure am glad I go home every day. I sure am glad I have the same woman in my life for many, many years. And I always ask her, why are you with me? Did you lose a bet? It was a big bet because you've been with me over 30 years. 20th place was in-laws. 22nd is who's in control. 30th is someone spending too much money. If you've got 30 reasons why you constantly argue with your spouse, I think you might have married the wrong person. This was going around last week or so on the interwebs. Would you take a 50-50 shot? at $5 million or death. This was on Reddit. Would you take a 50-50 shot where you either got $5 million or die? There's no option C. Plenty of people say the shot at the money is worth 50% shot at death. Really? Someone says, either way, I ain't got to go to work tomorrow. I get 5000000 million, I'm quitting my job, I die, I'm not going to work. I'm not taking a shot on anything that's got death on the table. I don't think nothing's worth me sacrificing, seeing my my kids and my wife every day, my mom, Who I talked to today, talked to mom. She told me my cousin died a year ago. She just found out. How is that even possible? I mean, we speak to the family. I mean, we talk, we're on good terms with the family. Why do not y'all tell us? That's the second time they've done that. My wife and I have been binge watching Queen of the South. We've been learning Spanish curse words. (laughs) But what constitutes binge watching? That's the subject of a new survey. The most common response is three. If you watch three episodes, technically you're binge watching. Usually we watch three. 8% two episodes. Uh, two episodes is not binge watching. 27% said three. 22% said four. 13% said at least five. 5% said six or more. 10% of people don't think it counts as binge watching until you're doing at least seven episodes in one sitting. I'm not going to sit for seven hours and watch the same show. Now, I may sit for seven hours and watch TV, but I ain't watching the same thing over and over again. Okay, let me stop lying. I'm doing the numbers game here. Five common habits that could make you sick. Biting your nails. Putting your fingers in your mouth and biting your nails is unsanitary. We all know this. Bacteria, viruses, infections. It ain't even good for your teeth. Eating at your desk. Who all does? I do that. You're, on, you're typing on a keyboard that's probably, you know, infested with germs. Because you don't know. You leave for work. The, 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 the cleanup people might be like licking your keyboard. You don't know. Do you wipe your keyboard off every day? How many people do that? But you type and then you reach in there and put something in your mouth, a snack or something. Smoking, well, that's obvious. Not changing your sheets. Dust mites love your nice, warm bed just like you do. Now, they're harmless, but what they drop, their droppings, their poop, and pieces of their body falling off. That, you can get a cold from that. You can, it can set off some kind of asthma thing, too. Change your sheets. Who doesn't change their sheets? Guys who live alone, I've lived alone many years, but I always change my sheets. Maybe not once a week, but it never went in like more than two weeks, though, because my mom, I talked to mom, she you changed your sheets. <laughs> so now, now, you know, it's a, well now, you know, my wife changes the sheets, but, you know, I feel like a like a pig saying that, but it's the truth. Not getting enough sleep will make you sick. Half of Americans say they don't get enough sleep. Seven to nine hours a night. Who gets that? I usually average about six and a half hours a night because a middle-aged man's bladder has no respect for any time or anybody and we don't get enough sleep your energy levels are off and you can get sick you're more susceptible to illness because your your cells are not recharging when you sleep how about fast food dipping sauces what are the best ones there's a survey out for that too culver's wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce chick-fil-a sauce i don't get chick-fil-a my wife and kids they they love chick-fil-a but I'm not chicken guy, so I'm being biased. Raising cane sauce they say is good. McDonald's Honey Mustard they say is off the chain. Whataburger's spicy ketchup. My daughter likes Whataburger's spicy ketchup. Now the worst dipping sauce is the ones that are pure booty, Carl's Jr. Sweet and Bold, Barbecue, the In N Out Burger Spread, the Burger King Ranch, KFC Finger licking Good Sauce, White Castle's Zesty Zing, and Long John Silver's Cocktail Sauce are all listed. As being trash. Katherine Johnson passed away. She was 101 years old. She was the real-life hidden figures mathematician. The one Taraji P. Henson played in the movie Hidden Figures. It was her math work said to be groundbreaking that helped calculate the trajectories for Alan Shepard's history-making journey in space. She was the one who gave the go-ahead for John Glenn's mission into orbit. Now, when she applied to work at NASA, she was rejected. But John Glenn was always going by her figures. As part of the pre-flight checklist, John Glenn would tell the engineers to get the girl to run the same numbers through the same equations that had been programmed to the computer by hand. And John Glenn famously said, if she says they're good, then I'm ready to go. Well, what kind of trust is that? Wow, that's everything. I mean, really, that's everything, right? And the mission went on without a hitch. She was born in 1918 in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, was one of the three black students handpicked to integrate West Virginia's graduate school. She graduated from college in 1937 with a degree in mathematics and French. And she is a national treasure. May she rest in peace. All right, so we're going to leave it right there. Man, that went by fast. I appreciate you so much for listening, sharing, telling people about it. Shout out to Podcast Suites, where I record this podcast. Mark McCray, thank you, dude appreciate you man Allison and Mark thank you again they have an app that's a free app where you can download and listen to this podcast and other really compelling content it's a free download just search Allison and Mark in your in your app store I'm on social media everywhere Tony Scott Media check me out there share if you can But I appreciate you for listening to the Random Podcast with Tony Scott. Talk to you soon.